one of the pieces of feedback that we've gotten is that people want a video version of the podcast. So we're trying to make that work. Uh, but part of trying new things is growing pain. So unfortunately, there's a little technical difficulty at a some couple points. We always uh, are doing our best to create a good podcast. And part of that is listening to your feedback. So if anybody out there has any ideas of what they think they'd like to hear us talk about or subjects or any of that type of stuff, we'll do our best to, to make it work if it works. And with that, We will take care of some business and get right to it. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a substitute for professional arboriculture advice and should never be relied upon to perform or direct arboricultural work. The Tree Thinking Podcast makes no representations as to the accuracy, completeness, or suitability of any information on this podcast will not be liable for any damages arising from the use of any information in the practice of arboriculture or tree work. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guests and their appearance on the podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The podcast and its hosts are not to be held responsible for misuse, cited, and or unsighted cited copies of the content within this podcast by others. The Tree Thinking Podcast may not be reproduced or distributed without the express written consent of the Tree Thinking Podcast. A big part of doing this show is trying to connect with our community. How do we do what we do? There's a lot of ways to do our job, and we all do it a little different. If you're trying to be a little better today than you were yesterday, and you want to share what works for you, then we want to know what makes you tick and what's your favorite trick. On this episode of the Tree Thinking Podcast, we reach out to our community, talk stories, tips, and tricks. Try to see what makes the tree world tick on the people that make up our profession. All right, well... We appreciate everybody that's been patient with us so far. This whole episode is about trying to connect with people. Um, and so far, we've been struggling a little bit. <laughs> but before we get into it, I'm Andrew. I'm Rob. Jamie. Becca. Corey. Nice. So like I was saying, we we wanted to, uh, part of our whole mission is to kind of connect with the tree community and uh, just kind of help share information and uh We know that we don't know it all. We want to get tips and tricks and all that stuff from everybody out there. So we want to try to get some stuff going on Instagram live or live however we can because we want your input. Um, And so with that, if at any point anybody wants to come on, uh, please jump into the conversation and we will do our best to make that work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And... Until we get someone jumping in, I say we just go straight to the stories from the field. All right. Nice. What do you guys got? <clears throat> Corey? Um, I found a tick on myself <laughs> <laughs> about 15 minutes ago, and I'm freaking out just a little bit right now. So yeah. He's you're frantic. To, you're going to have to bear with me here if I start itching myself. Is anybody else itchy here? Is that just yeah. me? No. Just me? Not We're particularly. Not particularly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the personal hell that I'm living in right now. So yeah, figuring out what makes Corey tick. <laughs> Do you like how confident are you that you got that tick when you were climbing that tree earlier? Uh, pretty confident. Yeah. yeah, pretty confident. So, so wa- watch out for ticks. Watch out, out there. for ticks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the moral of the story. Yeah, Mayor Venice, if you're listening to this right now. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh, yeah. You guys took the mayor up a tree today. We took the mayor, the chief of the fire department, oh, wow. and one of the city councilors up the tree. And then in a couple weeks, we're going to take the, uh, what, a couple more city councilors mm-hmm. and the city manager. Yes. So. Nice. And everyone will have ticks. Yeah, we're yeah. Gonna, we're gonna give ticks to everybody. <laughs> yeah, free tick with every climb. It puts the tick in politics. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm almost done. Yeah, no, no don't no, be. No, not. You said you set up a traverse. Yeah, we set up a traverse. So <clears throat> we had a couple uh, fir trees. What do you think the DBH on them were? I oh, mean, they were. Oh, geez. Uh, and they're in a park in the middle of town. So uh, probably eighty on the big one. 90? Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, they're big old trees. They're about 170 feet tall. And they, at least one of them in particular, is starting to get some old growth features to it. There's big reiterations. At 100 feet, there's probably a 8 to 10 inch diameter branch. It, like, they are phenomenal oh, trees for climbing nice. in town. So, cool. yeah, no, they, it was a great time. So, on Wednesday, we went and we set it all up. So we got all the lines set. We cleaned any hazardous dead out of the trees. And that day was awesome. You know, just hanging out with your buddies. Didn't find any ticks then. No, well, not that you know. <laughs> Maybe that tick's been on you this whole time. Maybe. Uh, Never know. Oh, damn. Never know. Andrew's yeah. trying to get to me. He's not going to make me break. Yeah. <laughs> not today. Not today. I don't have to make you break. You're already broken. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> but uh, so we got the, the trees all rigged out. And that was a great climb. Yeah. You know, that uh, that's with Scott Altenhot and Eric and Sean and just we uh, Heidi got up in the trees. Uh, we took, uh, we have a new seasonal Mason. We got him up in the trees. And, and, and that was his first climb. No. Well, because he tried the oak a little bit before that, but he did. It was, that day was his first climb. It was, yes. Right. So uh, he did get on line on an oak just to kind of feel out a system. Right, right. But the first time he actually went up into a tree to try to... Did he make it up to the top? Uh, on, yeah. On the so. big fir? Yeah, I think nice. so. So imagine your first climb, you're going up 170 feet. Now, didn't you do like a big 300-footer <laughs> on your first climb? I don't know if it was that tall. Yeah, back is like... <laughs> it was yeah. like, you know... Yeah. It was 270 It's good to start small, you know? Feet. <laughs> no, it was 270 feet. Not more. a big deal. Yeah, so... <laughs> That that was awesome, and then today we went back, and it was great because we were able to, first, uh, the mayor showed up and the fire chief, and we all just kind of hung out at the whole uh, urban forestry, got together with them, and just we all introduced ourselves and talked about our mission, what we were trying to do, and then they kind of went around and asked questions, and it just kind of became a back and forth, which uh, really touched home because it goes back to our last episode when we were talking about getting politicians and trees and how can you make a difference. And so it, you know, it was like, man, sometimes, uh, sometimes it just works out like it's meant to. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You have another one scheduled, right? Yep. In two weeks, uh, we're going to be taking a couple more city councilors and then the, um, the city manager and the fire chief today was like, yeah, I'm going to talk to the chief of police and, you know, kind of <laughs> challenge him, be like, dude, you got to do it. If you can't do it, if you're too scared, I understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> but so, yeah, it was great to get out there and uh, climb with climb with some people that make decisions about the program and about the urban forest. And that's great. Introduce them. They, you know, it, they're just people, right? Yeah. 
So they came down with the same reaction everybody comes down with after a big climb for the first time, just like, oh, my God, it's a whole different world up there. It was beautiful. It's, you know, it it, it was awesome to see that. It really was. Nice. And then it was awesome to hit the traverse that was at 150 feet also. <laughs> That's a healthy height for a traverse. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was one of the one, you know, and uh, it wasn't super tight. So you definitely kind of go down and sag to the middle and then got to pull yourself up that other side, you know. So, yeah, it was fun. Kind of go out into the middle of it and just kind of hang out in the middle for a while. And just kind of <laughs> you could see Otzen and you could see Hayward and all the big stadiums and you could see the sisters. I mean, it's just amazing view from up there of the city. So nice. Yeah, definitely the uh, the highlight for me. That's cool. Yeah. Highlight for me was the fucking tick that I found afterwards. <laughs> 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 well, that wasn't a highlight. That was more of a. <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll get some pictures uh, on the social media. We got of picture. Corey's tick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you get a picture of it? Is it still down There's there? Like a little blood splat on the. There's floor a blood spatter, there. but I don't. I don't see the little monster it's anywhere. Still photo worthy, I think. There's a little Lyme disease blood down there. There's a little Lyme disease blood down there. Don't send me your tick pics. Yeah. Now you're gonna get it, dude. Now. <laughs> yeah. Show me your ticks. <laughs> Um, I have a funny story from Monday. It's not funny, like haha funny. It's like <laughs> funny, <laughs> which was um I. So we were doing an ivy pole on some trees at this lady's house, and she's got like, all these squirrels. She like does a squirrel rescue thing. <laughs> I I talked all about her on one episode. Oh cool, uh, yeah. I don't. It was with Johnny. That oh, episode. Man. I yeah. So, for that, getting squirrely with Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Look up that episode. But yeah, I yeah. talked all about. Uh, she, she's cool. She's so cool. But she keeps having us go back. Her whole backyard is just covered in ivy. Like the 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 ground cover. There's no. It's just ivy, right? And then so it, it's like old growth ivy <laughs> up these trees. And there was an Oregon white oak back there that we we cut the ivy at the base a couple of weeks ago, and then. Anyway, so it was funny because my boss was like talking to my coworker who's kind of new with us about how we don't use big shots. We like do hand toss most almost everything. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know how I am about throw ball, like in the in the way of like sucking at it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like this, like expecting to just like fuck it up completely and i got it on the first shot i got like a line set and it was pretty high and i was just like nice looking cool so i like go up this tree and then i realized that and and by the way disclaimer i as always because i'm really paranoid i weight tested the shit out of it and like swung it around and then i'm like but it was hard to see what it was over because because of all the ivy on the tree and i go up and i realize i'm and I have a photo on my Instagram of this, but I'm oh, I yeah. am tied into like it's like the size, oh. like as thick as my thumb, but a little bit longer. <laughs> Just a little nub. <laughs> Just like this fucking nub on this white oak, and I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna fix that real fast before I pee myself and like and have a bad day and come down and quit and like go work at the grocery store. <laughs> but, um, but but I. I the reason that I brought it up is because e- because I couldn't see exactly where I was tied in, I made sure that as I was isolating my tie-in point that I had at least two pretty solid backups so that, like, 
if I happen to be tied into a one inch diameter nub, yeah, and it broke, which thankfully it didn't, but I would have only gone for like a four or five foot drop, yeah, which, yeah, which would have scared me, but I would have been okay. <laughs> <So> redundancies <laughs> are important, and uh, yeah, yeah, necessary. That's, that's <laughs> one of the one of the upsides of a base tie is you can capture the entire canopy, totally in a conifer. Like I'm tied into this entire tree. Right <laughs> yeah, that would have been a disaster if it was anchored to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was fun though. Nice. Oh man, <laughs> there's very few things that are as good as hitting a good throw ball shot. Oh yeah. I mean it was apparently not that good. It, hey, you you got up there. Got yeah. up you were there. backed up. Yeah. You hit it first shot. Mm-hmm. Boom. Very first shot. And he was yeah. talking about it too, and I'm like, oh, I'm really bad. It at makes this. me think <laughs> of a... Do you guys carry binoculars in your kit on the trucks or yeah. anything? Yeah. To check tie-ins. We got them on the city rig, and then I have them in my uh, my little side truck also. Yeah. Big blue. Mine are sitting at home, and every, every time I'm like, ah, I yeah. wish I could see that. I'm like, I got to put that in my bag. <laughs> and yeah. I never, I, yeah. Yeah, lasers and binoculars are always the one where you're like, oh, I really wish I had it. A laser pointer, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That so, branch, that one, the one that's like yeah. wooden and <laughs> So a little bit after the ice storm I was doing some work for um some buddies up in Salem and they had a drone. The, uh, the, the guy had a drone, the property owner, and I used that to inspect my tying point and to look and see how many tear outs there were and where I needed to where I needed to work at. Nice. So that is that's yeah. some next level right there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It was great. So we're on Instagram live. Corey was talking about his tick earlier, and I figured we'd just mention some some so, comments. And do we have anybody joining? Because uh, I I think I see Dan on there, and he said he would uh, jump oh. in. Yeah, I don't see it, but um, I'll go look. Okay. But Wait, well, Dakota you that, said you're making a Mitch. Uh, <laughs> our buddy Sean <laughs> said my dog grows the nicest, plumpest corn nut ticks. I don't know that, is. that is. Yeah. <laughs> Are they nice. engorged? <laughs> <laughs> That's the real question. Here. Oh, man. Yeah, come on, Corey. You're such a quitter. You could have held that thing in there for a little while and got a nice big old corn nut tick. <laughs> Probably had a, new, had a new growth on the back of my, back of wow. my neck. So I, I got a call yesterday uh, from the office, and they said, oh, yeah, we just uh, heard from the city, and apparently um, uh, a tree fell on a semi downtown in front of the courthouse and i was like holy smokes really that's crazy and she said how about you head down there and check it out so i i bombed down to the you know eighth and oak and um sure enough there's a, a norway maple that was on top of a semi-truck and I'm like, oh, wow. And there's a bunch of police around, and they've got it all shut down. It's a really busy part of town, right where the Saturday market is. And um, and so I called up one of the crews and said, hey, get down here as fast as you can. You know, we've got an emergency. And so it, I, I got down to the scene probably 10 minutes after I got the call, and the crew got there probably 10 minutes after I got there. Nice. So literally like 20 minutes from when the office got the call, we were, we already had the saws running and the whole place. Was was it a down. city tree? Uh, I'm assuming so. It was awesome. right, right down at the uh, 8th and Oak there, right on the sidewalk. Sweet. Hey, uh, I think we got Dan in. Dan, are oh, you there? Nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh, we can hear him too. So okay. it actually works. You're the first... You, the, you're probably the first guest on Tree Thinking, and you're also the first Instagram guest on Tree Thinking, man. 
making it happen. <laughs> nice. How you cool. doing? Because, uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I, I'm happy that I was able to figure this out too. That's pretty good. Yeah. We yeah. barely figured it out. I, I kind of just jumped in because I just got here. I, I was going to my property. So I just, my dog and I are at the property and I, turn this on so i don't really know what you guys are talking about we we're just kind of telling stories from the field we uh me and Corey oh. took the mayor and the chief of police and a uh a councilman climbing today so we we're ta talking about that a little bit and then rob was talking about while we were out there climbing with these politicians he was doing the dirty work cleaning up trees off the streets <laughs> <laughs> wow so you were climbing with them yeah, the mayor, uh, she made it up to about 150 feet up this big old fur. Yeah, she crushed it. It was awesome, man. It, the the uh, fire chief did too. Is You know, they wow. get up there and, you know, you climb one of those big furs with the big reiterations and everything. It's yeah, it's a game changer. You look at you look at trees different, you know. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, it wasn't just a photo op. They... Yeah, no, no. <laughs> the only people that were taking pictures was us taking, you know, pictures with our phones. And uh, the whole point wow, is we invited them awesome. out. Yeah, we invited them out as a way to kind of uh, share the benefits of urban forestry and, you know, kind of hopefully they were able to check it out. And That is awesome. Yeah. Eugene's cool. Yeah, yeah, we're lucky. <laughs> Definitely. You have any good uh, stories from the week? Anything exciting happen? Uh, well, personally, we got a puppy. Oh, uh, nice. nice. <laughs> what kind of puppy? It's half lab, quarter German Shepherd, quarter Husky. Nice. Aww. Oh, that sounds like oh, a great wow. dog. Oh, wow. Or you got a tag. It looks really... <laughs> Yeah, it looks totally like a chocolate lab, with kind of with a little shorter nose, but it looks mostly like a chocolate lab. It's Cute. it's only six or eight weeks, I think. Oh. Eight oh. weeks. The adventure yeah, so is just beginning. Yeah, so much pee. So <laughs> <laughs> we already have a dog, and uh, I've been fighting it for a while. Until my wife told me last week, oh, <laughs> we are, it's happening. And, uh, but she picked like the dog, like my perfect dog. So, and the puppy is so cute and it plays with, we have a German shepherd and the German shepherd usually is not really into, uh, into other dogs, but she loves this puppy. They just, <laughs> oh, nice. Do before you know just so good to the puppy i can't believe it she loves it so that's good uh, life was right once again the dog needed someone to play with yeah yeah <laughs> that is a very wholesome story from the field oh that's great that's great <laughs> we should take our podcast in a new direction yeah <laughs> talking talk about puppies puppy thinking podcast yeah. <laughs> yep so yeah. I'm stoked because uh, we were talking earlier this week, and it sounds like you're going to make it out to the coast with us for our uh, tree thinking on location. We'll see how it works. We're going to do our best to record a podcast when we're there, but you know, we'll see how technology works up. You know, seventy feet up a tree in the woods at the coast. It might be great. It might be a shit show. Who yeah, knows? but you know, there's only one way to find out. 
But will that be Saturday then? Yeah, I think I think we'll probably try to do that Saturday evening. Okay, great. Yep. So uh, uh, a few of us will head up Saturday. A few more will head up or uh, head out Friday evening. A few more will head up Saturday morning. We uh, to it's this beautiful property, and kind of our way of being able to use it is the guy wants a, a tree removed. But that's all right because we're gonna we might have the best crew in Oregon to go remove that tree. <laughs> um, so and it's a, a leave leave all. So we'll be able to just bomb wood down, bomb branches down. It, it's going to be a an awesome removal. Get some uh, cool footage, and uh, then we'll from there on. It's just I think we're in walking distance from the brewery. I don't yeah. think it's a in little. downtown. I don't think it's quite walking distance, but it's. It's Almost. walking distance if you're not a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Sorry, Corey, did that I tick you off? Where to God, Snowdale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at that point, the party begins. Nice. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be there. I leave here early Saturday morning and then uh, hop in the car. So I'll be there Saturday morning. So. Awesome. Sweet. It'll be fun. Yay. We couldn't make it Friday, but for Saturday, Saturday night, it'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah no. It's going to be fun. forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. The, the, yeah, I, the thing is, I wish we had more than just a couple days because the beach is so beautiful there. You know, with wow. like these big rock cliffs, or not cliffs really, but, you know, the rocks kind of, the ocean hits the rock walls. And then, you know, you got a couple of spots where there's sandy beach there also. So, you know, it'd be great to go down to the beach. Uh, yeah. Just the whole nine. I wish I had time to bring a surfboard, but I don't know if there's time to do surfing, tree work, and a podcast and everything all at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'll just be next time. You gotta next set, time. You, gotta set, you have to set lower and attainable goals. My only goal is to get just... Shit faced, <laughs> <laughs> and and I think you will achieve I will, that. I will achieve that goal. That is that is an attainable. I set the bar low, and I can jump over that. <laughs> yeah. At least you're honest. At least I'm honest. <laughs> That's also everyone else's secret goal. <laughs> yeah. So cool. We got a few people joining us. Uh, one of, one of my mentors, Doug Tripp. Looks like he's on. What's up, Doug? Hey, Doug. Yeah, he knows Doug. I know Doug. Yeah. Good guy. Taught me a lot. Nice. Nice. We'll have to get him on here, too. Right on. I wonder how many people can get on at once. Has anybody else sent requests to come on? Not that I've seen. Oh, can you see it on the laptop there as well? No. No, okay. Do you want me to try to also join? See if we can get multiple people on there, or do I want to get like? It, it might get like, a little crazy if we try to get weird. too many yeah. voices in our ears. Too just crazy. got a podcast, and then yeah. we'd be like looking up your nose at all the ticks that are living in there. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I don't I believe can't. they live in your nose. I think they actually live in your ears. Oh, <laughs> is that what you scratched up via your Google searches? I did. I did. Oh. That's, that's, that's where the uh, the tick nest picture was. <laughs> what was our topic? Just oh, to yeah. check in Something with people, just trees. building <laughs> community stories from the field. You got any other uh, any tree related stories you want to share with us, Dan? Uh, um, you know, I spent the night with uh, Toby Cheryl once, and Brian. Uh, 
Is that he's the artist for Cheryl catalogs? Brian, do you know his last name? Oh, nice. I'm not sure, but he he draws all those drawings in the catalog. Yeah, of, yeah. yeah. oh, those are Tree Guy classics. Well, and the tree yeah, climber, he was the tree climber companion guy, right? Yeah, he does the tree climber companion. Yeah, super oh, cool. Oh, yeah, that's a good book. Oh, no, he didn't write that book. That no, he drew the illustrations. Yeah. 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 yeah, he does the, the illustrations. Yeah, he yeah. the books. So nice, yeah. though. <laughs> what, the, was it uh, Jeff Jepson? He wrote yeah. the book. Wrote the book, yeah. 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 So where where did you do that climb? Yeah, up in a giant sequoia one. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, nice. we got somebody else on. Yeah, I got just <laughs> accepted Dakota. What's up, dude? Nice. Hi. How you guys doing? Decent. Oh, d- decent. Dan was just telling us about uh, climbing with Toby Sherrill and uh, oh god, what was the guy? The, I'll, I'll, I'll the legend Brain. that. Yeah, Brian, that <laughs> drew all those amazing <laughs> illustrations. That guy, Brian. That yeah. Guy Brian. Man, I wish I knew, too. I got it. I'm on. Yeah. What are you up to, Dakota? Are you out here grinding stumps? Uh, Charles and I are headed back from Portland. Oh, hey, Charles. Nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Nice. We've been talking about getting Charles on for a long time. We finally kind of snagged him in through a cameo in the background. <laughs> Inclusive, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Charles was one of the people that was, uh, we we just put some videos on Instagram, some pictures and videos of just rigging out these giant fur uh, chunks. Pine. pine yeah, or yeah. pine chunks. And uh, that was one of Charles' jobs, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Those were awesome, man. Yep. I, uh, I'd like to, was, or go ahead. That's one. And Dakota was on the lower down, right? Yep. Yeah. For one of them. Uh, his buddy, or one of the guys, Jason, was on for most of them. It's kind of breaking up. Nice. Kind of breaking up. Technology. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd like to know oh, what the hear. most memorable part of your climb with Toby in the Sequoias was, Dan. Uh, well, we we were helping Steve Sillett, so we went up in the Sequoia, and it's a it's a pair of them. It's like the tallest pair, and we worked up in the tree that day, and then Toby and his wife left, and we spent the night. The three of us spent the night, and uh, then the next morning, Toby's wife Maria. Uh, we could hear the Jumars, you know, because you can't see the ground. You're up there, and it, we spent, oh, I'm skipping ahead. We spent the night up there, and it's it's so flat, and the limbs are so big, and it's just so. Uh, we just took our saddles off and our boots off, and we were just walking around, climbing around like we're on a fort. Wow. <laughs> nice. Wow. So, what? So, the, I mean, how big are these limbs? Well, big enough, you know, eight incher type of things where, and they're spread out and flat and covered with moss. And it's, and it's like, just easy to walk around barefoot on them. It's very comfortable. And you don't feel like you're going to fall because there's so many of them. You know, you'd have to like 
pass out to fall. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You grab one of them on the way down. So you were totally yeah. comfortable and you were in a, a mossy, like uh, very densely, uh, like lots of limbs that are large enough to sit down and walk around. And, and these are the and tallest tree, tallest sequoias. Yeah, tallest pear. Wow. Yeah. Tallest pear of yeah, Toby uh, traversed over to the other side, which was super close. And so, you know, we, we still can talk and everything. It's right over there. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a great night. You know, you could hear the owls. You could look down into the valley of all the trees. And then the moon came up later and it just brightened the whole valley wow. up. Awesome. Yeah, then the next morning, uh, Maria came up. We could hear her Jumar, chunk, 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 chunk. And she gets up there. She's got hot coffee and crumpets for us. <laughs> nice. Then we worked that day. Then we just went to work. We never hit, went to the ground. So it was, it was pretty awesome. That's great. Wow. Nice. And what kind of work were you doing? We were doing uh, a sample. You know, they're scientists. And so... Uh, they were um, calculating the amount of needles on the tree type of thing. So we had to get a certain sample of needles from a certain branches here and there. You know, they calculate it all out. And then we were, uh, were way up in the air. So we we're filling these big bags with all these needles. Like no branch gets dropped. You know, they all go in there. And then they get zip line down, controlled zip line down to the ground where they can uh, get samples from them on the ground. And somehow they can calculate how many needles I fi- uh, I fig- are in the whole tree. I figured they, would, I figured they would have just hand counted all the needles. <laughs> yeah. That seems easier. <laughs> That's impressive. Well, they measure all the branches. They go through trees and measure all the diameter of every branch in the whole tree you know they figure out the whole tree it's crazy so what was this before 2008 uh i guess it was about then yeah because i saw steve sillett in uh talk in boise in 2008 at the isa uh conference It was before, yeah, because yeah, I think he was talking about how they would uh, take these branches and like dissect them and count the rings and measure the yeah. needles to see how healthy they were growing. At. Like it was, I mean, that was quite a while ago, so I'm sure there's a lot more to it than what I'm remembering. But it it was fascinating the way they were tracking like the growth speed and they're talking about because a lot of people thought these old growths would slow down and stop growing when they got that big because they were putting on like, you know, just so little growth on the top every year, but they were able to measure how much growth was going on all the branches and mass wise, they were like doing way more growth than they'd ever done before. It's just, it spread out over this giant Sequoia instead of just, you know, putting all its energy and trying to get into trying to get taller. It was pretty, it was pretty cool stuff. Yeah, imagine yeah. the mass on the outer ring of a giant sequoia. You know, yeah. yeah, how much that tiny, thin little layer all around the tree. And that's exactly is. what they were yeah. measuring. Yeah, it's impressive. yeah. I, I was. Uh, I remember hearing something about it was like a math equation having to do with pizza and like a like a, I think it was a twelve inch pizza pizza versus an eighteen inch pizza. I think an eighteen inch has double 
from a 12 inch, I think. Mm. I'm probably misremembering this really badly, but like just the the volume of that is is pretty mind blowing if you break it. Yeah, down. yeah. Corey just reduced uh, Steve Sillett and Dan Krauts's life work of turn of measuring a sequoia into a twelve and an eighteen ounce pizza. <laughs> eighteen inch. I'm, I'm just or, yeah, eighteen inch. Me. I'm just trying to break it down so the the folks at home can understand. No, I I'm actually appreciating it because it makes so much more sense now. <laughs> oh yeah, pizza. Yeah. So it's the Papa John's research. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah pa- Papa Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I get the Sequoia special, please. Yeah. <laughs> extra, <laughs> extra branches. Extra branches. <laughs> right on. Well, uh, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your stories, Dan. Yeah. The the first uh, Instagram guest of the Tree Thinking Podcast. Hey, Dan. Hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right on. Right on. Yeah, we'll... Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we'll see you. Uh, see you this weekend. Next yeah, weekend. See you or this weekend. next weekend. Yeah, next yeah, yeah. weekend. Yeah, don't come this weekend. <laughs> no, no, go ahead, come. Yeah, or yeah, or come. Just. Oh, <laughs> uh, right on. Good, good checking in, Dan. Bye, Dan. We'll Bye. talk to you later. See Bye. I don't know how to hang up with him. <laughs> you got to figure it out. <laughs> there, there we go. Nice. Just say bye. And that was cool. Them. It's up to them. To <laughs> oh, man, this is too cool. Yeah. It's awesome being able to talk to people like that. Yeah. yeah it's nice to see everyone's face and on the on the blue screen. All right. Who else wants to come on? Anybody else? Uh, send a request. We'd love to talk to you. That's what this episode's about is reaching out to people and uh, yeah. getting people's takes on things. Looks like Elwood just joined. Oh, sweet. Nice. Elwood, yeah, send a request. And can you can you send a request to people, or do they have to send a request to you? I can invite people, yeah. Yeah. How exclusive is this? Yeah. El- yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're Sorry. pretty much open yeah. for business. Yeah, you, you have to be a member. Yeah. And to be a member, you got to <laughs> friend us on Instagram. Yeah. So <laughs> friend us on Instagram and hit the invite button. Mm. Anyone watching, if you have a cool story that you want to share, I mean, yeah. of anything, uh, preferably tree tree related, but honestly, we'll it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. Man. Just go ahead and comment All and then I'll 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 send you an invite and you can come on and, and we'll chat. There's about a, what, like a 20-second, 30-second delay. Yeah, so, so I'll, I'll get to you. Yeah, it, it might take a second to get you on. Car you tree, tree service says, come on, Internet. It's 2021, so yeah. <laughs> stuff's slow. Yeah, he must have been here for the beginning. If you weren't here for the beginning, the first uh, five minutes of this was us uh, trying to figure out how to make technology work. You know, all, all uh, kinds of special. Yeah, I thought you meant like the beginning of the internet, like mosaic. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. You went to look at a picture, and you were like, hey, yeah. "Go make a sandwich, <laughs> come back." <laughs> it's like <laughs> <half> <laughs> it downloads one pixel at a time. Yeah. So talking about the people who make up tree work—that's right. the topic, right? Yeah. What sort of key points did you have? Um. um well, this kind of all came together a little last minute. But uh, one of the one of the things that uh, I was kind of curious about is how did people get into the profession? Like, do you you know, that's one of the interesting things about tree work is people get in there all different ways. You know, everything from like helping a buddy out on the weekend and realizing that tree work kicks ass to uh, going to school and just making it your your profession 
uh, and from day one. So uh, I don't know what what are your guys' stories. We talked a little bit about it on episode one, but mm-hmm. I don't know how many people actually listened to episode. Yeah, one. <laughs> just a refresher. Yeah, so mine, I got into tree work. I first heard about tree workers when I was in college uh, taking an urban forestry class. And I thought, oh, that's cool. Tree climbers, you know, neat. And then I, you know, went about my life. And um, it wasn't until a few years later when um, I was getting out of this awful job and I was looking on Craigslist and I was like, tree climber on Craigslist. That sounds interesting. I'm up for a challenge. So I reached out to it and wound up working for a private company and then kind of just went from there. Nice. So Craigslist. Craigslist. What What were your careers uh, ideas before being a, a tree trimmer? I wanted to be a wildland firefighter. I was a wildland firefighter. Yeah, and but not wanted to be. No, I was. Yeah, and yeah. It, uh, well, I mean, I also wanted to be one, but um, my wife had other ideas. She didn't like being left alone for six months out of the year. So that'd be a rough one on a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know. <laughs> yeah, priorities. It's kind of rough in in general. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) A lot of like backcountry. I loved it. Bean eating, cigarette smoking fun. Yeah, it was. It was. (laughs) It was honestly great. It's not as great as tree work, but it was. It was a lot of fun. Well, that's kind of nice that you're like, I guess I'll do this instead. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Begrudgingly. Wow. I, uh, as I mentioned before, just started volunteering planting (coughs) trees uh, for a little local nonprofit here that. Teaches people how to plant trees and kind of make stewards out of the community. And then ended up working with them and for them for a while and got uh, got pushed into the direction of the city of Eugene as a seasonal worker. And just got lucky enough. I was only, I think, supposed to do uh, tree inventory updates on the iPad, but then that, that crazy... Uh, snowstorm <laughs> happened. Yeah. So it was kind of like all hands on deck, you know, huh? It doesn't matter if you don't know how to run a saw, like you can pick up a stick and move it towards the chipper. So, <laughs> and I thought I was going to hate it, but turns out not so much. So, yeah. That's, that's basically, I know you've all heard that a thousand times and maybe, maybe <coughs> so has everyone else, but it's, it's kind of nice because I just, you know, it's, it started from a very wholesome place. Like I was giving my time, my free time up to do something because it just felt nice. And and now I like feel nice all the time and I get paid for it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's one of the interesting things about kind of the profession is like people fall in love with it. Yeah. And you never know who it's get you know, who's going to get bit by the tick, you know. <laughs> the, the tree tick. The tree tick, yeah. It, uh. You know, I remember when you were coming on and it's like, oh, you know, one of the people that help take care of Friends of Trees is going to come here and do inventory update. Next thing you know, there's a snowstorm and here's Becca just kicking ass and taking names. And it's like, oh, I guess she's down to go. It's go time. And she's she's, you know, right in the mix of it, you know, and not everybody's like that. But if you know, if you are, it's probably kind of one of those things where you're going to you're going to be a uh, tree worker. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to like it so much, and I, I was, I was like afraid of you all at first too. I was like, oh god. I'm, I'm still afraid of Andrew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mostly afraid of what he's gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because I throw stuff at you every time I have an opportunity. Every, every time. Is Andrew like secretly a thousand ticks in a trench coat? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I haven't, I haven't got to like stab him with anti-tick <laughs> yeah. things yet. So. What about you, Jamie? 
How did I start? Yeah, what you how did you how did you get here? Um, What's going on with you? Yeah, <laughs> let's start at birth, <laughs> <laughs> and then, then. Yeah, well, I, I like. I mean, I've heard a few stories. I like most people didn't even know that this was a profession or anything. Especially, I'm from North Dakota. Like, we just don't really have trees. I bet the state has like one tree company. <laughs> That's a joke, but uh, <laughs> not really. Though it could be true. <laughs> They're probably like snow plowers that do tree work on the side. <laughs> We're about to get a lot of hate mail from <laughs> North Dakota. North, yeah. North Dakota. Anyway, I moved out to Oregon, um, and I started landscaping with a buddy of mine, and. The winters were slow. It was probably like my second year landscaping down in Ashland, Oregon. And the winter got really slow. And I was kind of wanting work. So my the owner of the com- landscape company introduced me to the owner of an, uh, a tree company, Canopy, down in southern Oregon. And he was like, yeah, you know, they're looking for work. You can go hang out with them, you know, part time to get us through to get through the winter or whatever, you know. Little did he know, I would fall in love with it and leave that landscaping company pretty quickly. Peace. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, just seeing people climb in, rigged, and I just knew, like, I got to learn to do that. So I just busted my ass on the ground and, yeah, just worked as hard as I could so that I could get up into the trees. And, And my first climbs were always, like, a stuck piece of gear, like a friction saver or something in like a blue spruce at the top of it. It's like, yeah, Jamie wants to climb. We'll go get it. Yeah. So that's how I got into it. Literally had no idea it was a profession until I like showed up on the job site. My, I'm trying to think of what the first job was. I think it was, they had done a big cedar removal. So I just show up to move wood. So that's my first ever experience into tree, tree work was just moving rounds. Yeah. And then we go, (laughs) And it was like a small pine removal. So I see him put the spikes on and, you know, gaff up it, just kind of chop and drop. And then I think the next day was like this big mulberry pruning in between a bunch of different buildings. And that's when like the rigging came out. And I was like, whoa, this is really cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's more complicated. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Rob, we, uh, we were kind of born into it. You know, our families have, our family has a tree company locally and, uh, it's so we grew up watching watching that company grow up and i think the first time i I remember being on a job i was 10 and rob was eight and it was just you know (laughs) after work the uh hey we got it you know this job's taking extra long we need to get you guys down here and i remember thundercloud plum just hauling it through this yard just so pissed off that i had to be hauling this brush you know um but the first time that I, you know, and there was a few jobs like that over when we were younger, but the first time I got into it uh, professionally, you know, was, I think it was a couple weeks after I turned 18, because uh, you had, have to be 18 to, to be on a, a tree job, or it, that's, I think that's how it is, and mm-hmm. so we, uh, you know, I, yeah, I turned 18, and they say, all right, head on down, and I think, Rob, it was even like, a couple weeks before you were 18, we had someone that got fired and we needed yeah. someone. And so they're like, all right, you're about to be 18. So come on down. <laughs> Theoretically. I, there's yeah. no. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. There's no actual. Oh, no, 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 we no. lost you. Oh. oh, no, Rob. Hello. Are you there? Yeah, okay. there you are. Cool. I'm, I'm back. back. I'm back. 
It grabs back into home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I remember um, there were several jobs, you know, where we had to just do what we had to do to, you know, help the family before we came on as employees. But flagging or whatever. Picking cherries, you know, <laughs> whatever. But the, um, I remember there was a big job and it was wild. It was probably a big removal. Um, it, I vaguely remember it. It, I, the main thing I remember was how crazy I thought the climber was. Who was who was Doug? Doug Hornaday. <laughs> Shout out to Doug. Yeah. And, uh, and it turns out he is kind of crazy oh, like, man, in all I, the right ways. But <laughs> I was very intrigued and and um, you know got into got into it when I was you know just about eighteen and that yeah just the whole thing we we were raised in it, in it so it, it was it's hard to really like find a defining moment that made me think oh and now i'm an arborist you know? <laughs> yeah right. but i i can say that i um i started a program with the Univer university of oregon the canopy connections program uh where we took a lot of middle school kids climbing like thousands of them and um we would take them 100 feet up into the old growth canopy like what you guys did with the city uh recently and um that whole program was designed around the the concept that there's a defining moment in someone's uh, life where they are inspired to do something, where where they um, think, "Wow, you know, I can do that! Oh my gosh!" and and get you know motivated and get into it and start working hard at it, and that becomes their career. Usually. The, the people that have made the biggest impact or um, are the most successful in their field can remember that one moment that they were inspired to do what they're doing, you know, and that was exactly what we wanted to create for these kids was a really awe-inspiring moment that they then, um, you know, said, I want to get into you know, being a good steward for the forest because I really appreciate this place. Or I, I want to be an arborist because I really like climbing on ropes and being in trees. Or, you know, that was our whole purpose for that program was to, to uh, become that defining moment that inspires people to do amazing things with their career. Wow. Yeah. And we've actually talked about uh, doing an episode all on definitive moments. Yeah. So that'll be one coming nice. down the pike. And, you know, I'm not exactly sure when it's going to be done. We've got some plans for it, stuff we can't fully talk about because we're working with other organizations and want to kind of make a thing of it because that that is going to be a good episode because that, yeah. you know, there's a lot of power in that definitive moment, oh, whether man. it's what inspires you to become an arborist or maybe you're already an arborist and it's, you know, going to a, a certain seminar or a climbing yeah. competition and learning something new that inspires you to take your game to the next level. Or maybe just being an arborist is a job to you. And then all of that sudden, like that defining moment turns it into from a job into a career. Yeah. Or, no, or a lifestyle. Totally. You see that crazy climber and you're like, holy smokes, or see someone doing some crazy rigging, experience a storm, you know, and you're just like, holy smokes, what just happened? I'm like, this is changing my perspective on life. You know, I want to do something different, you know. So true. Yeah, that's power. That's really powerful. But yeah, no, it's kind of cool. Going back to us starting when we're eight and 10, uh, last weekend, you know, we, uh, on the, a lot of times I'll do weekend work. 
and the kids always are like, you know, they want they want to hang out with their parents on the weekend. It's like, hey, this is our opportunity to make money. So the kids were like, we want to go with you. We want to work on the job. This nice. is this is bringing it to the family. And so we we're like, sweet, bring it. Let's let's go. So we uh, we had already done half of the day's work, and we came home, had some lunch, you know, switched some gear around and whatnot, and took off back to the job. And the kids wanted to come with us, so. We loaded them up in the car, you know, Axel's six, Malia's eight. <laughs> nice. And we, we have a couple uh, couple helmets. They're old PTCI helmets, recre- you know, for <laughs> kids. And so we had them with the all PPE'd up. Yeah, and uh, and it was awesome. Now, you know, they they were kids, you know, so they they started hauling brush at first. And then they're like, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it it was like 92, 93 degrees. Oh. It was hot out. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and so we were like, hey, you don't have to, if you want to hang out and sit in the shade and just, you know, kick back, drink water, relax, you don't have to be hauling brush. And so they did that for a little while. And we were working for this old lady, this old German lady, really awesome, but very German lady. And she grew up on a farm in Germany. And she loved the fact that we had our kids out there working with us. So she saw them starting to lose interest. And she came out with ice cream from, you know, that she had for her grandkids and was like, here's some ice cream. You guys are doing awesome. And they got all inspired. And they, you know, you can only sit so long and, you know, like, hey, the sooner this is moved, the sooner we're out of there. So they just started hauling brush one little stick at a time, you know. Nice. But. it was inspiring. It was like, holy crap. What have I done to him? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what, what I take from that is that, like, having that uh, person like the client that can be, like, positively reinforcing what they're doing by just showing them respect. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. that's what those kids want is to be respected by people that are older because they're younger or, or you, you know. Yeah. And, um. So having if she didn't come out and and have that kind of gratitude or, or appreciation for what they're doing and what you guys are doing, yeah. having them come out, then they probably wouldn't have that second that second go. That second win. It, yeah, second it's win. totally true. And we played it up. We were like, Hey, all your friends, I was like, they can't say nothing to you. We were like, You're out here working. None yeah. of your friends have done what you're doing right now. I have so much more respect for you coming out here and volunteering your time to figure out what it means to work. I was like, yeah. that is some, I was like, there's a lot of adults that don't, wouldn't do this. And know? really, I think that that could okay. translate into like advice for, you know, people in general would yeah. be if you're the old school, you know, been there, done that, you know, and, and, and people respect you, then you should show appreciation for what you want to see. You know what yeah. I mean? So like, you know, if you're if you're that role, if you're that person that that was, uh, you know, uh, giving them props for working, you know, then give people props for that kind of stuff. Don't just hold back. If you're thinking, oh wow, that's pretty cool, then go ahead and give them a, a add a boy. Actually, yeah. say something. You know, or do something add a girl. Yeah. Bring yeah. them some ice you know? cream. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it'll and it'll really help them out <laughs> to bring it back. <laughs> and they'll get into it and be better. And <laughs> that could be a definitive moment for them. Yeah, Even if yeah. they don't remember yeah. it and think about it, oh, yeah. that can change their perspective. Subconsciously, that yeah. is totally forming what they want to do with, you know, Hall and Brush. Yeah. 20, All of a sudden, it's cool. We have new- That's awesome. 20, yeah. 30 years from now, Malia and Axel are going to be talking about definitive moments <laughs> on that. 
the new iteration of Tree Thinking Podcast, and they're going to be talking about that. Back when yeah. we were six and eight, yep. yeah. <laughs> our dad <laughs> hauled us off to the job. Those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Ice cream definitely helps, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ice cream. Oh, oh. that's funny. Nothing uh, better. Tuesday, I was up in a fir tree. We're just getting hazards out of these firs, you know, just this huge grove of firs in front of this place. And I'm up in the fir tree and I start hearing the ice cream truck. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just kind of thought it was funny. Be like, bomb down. Be like, guys, we got to go get this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, yeah. you're like, <laughs> Becca, <laughs> Becca, <laughs> go south ice cream truck. <laughs> I was actually working for Elwood. So <laughs> in my head, it's That's like funny. cruise down and I take off running. They they call Elwood like, yeah, the contract. <laughs> 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 he literally repelled out yeah. running yeah. after the ice cream truck. Going back with one of those, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't worry, guys. I got the bomb pumped. <laughs> but you know, that stuff goes through my head, makes me laugh. But anyway, I come down, and uh, the the nice lady we were working for brings us out ice cream. Oh, that nice. was so yeah, funny. Nice. We were like, I was hearing the ice cream truck off in the distance. Nice. Come yeah. down and get those the drumsticks. You know, the chocolate covered cones. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a couple awesome. of weeks ago, it was like ninety seven degrees outside, and it was just a hot day. And we worked like nine hours. And towards the end of it, my boss texted me, and he's just like, "If you're not done yet, just like stop. It's hot as shit. Like, don't do it. You're good." And I'm like, "We're just cleaning up right now." He's like, "Oh my god, seriously?" I'm like, "Yeah, bring popsicles." <laughs> and he did. He brought, nice. he brought us, like popsicles and ice cream and mochi, and it was like, <laughs> "Good awesome. job, Nate." That's awesome. Yeah, like, yeah this beer's the Nate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, has uh, speaking of popsicles, has Lane Forest Products stopped giving us popsicles? That's a good question. Oh, <laughs> oh no, no, I I was there this weekend yeah, and they were giving. Good. Oh. Good. They've been giving popsicles for years. They now they I gave them a picture of you and said, "Don't give this guy any popsicles." So <laughs> Tell him you're out. I knew yeah. it. Yeah. Somebody's gonna uh, crawl don't into bed tonight and it's just gonna be full of ticks. Yeah. So uh, if you're on here, man, somebody jump in. We want to we want to talk to people. We want to get other people's perspectives. So so by all means, uh, you know, hit the hit. Oh, we got someone. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. If nobody else wants to come on, bring Dakota on. He's always a good time. Hey, how's it going, buddy? He's back. It's an awkward time. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you get into it? Yeah, how yeah. you? Yeah, tell your story. What was your definitive yeah. moment, or how did you get into tree work? Well, I think uh, my first time was. Uh, yeah. It was cool. My. All right, Dakota's on our podcast, so I should probably hang up. <laughs> yeah, tell Charles to hang up. He's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I think it was. Uh, I can't remember the first job where I did like some. Bit- but, uh, <laughs> it's the real thing. We like it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Crank it up. That's yeah, how you know it's candid. <laughs> like a big top. Um, probably singing the hand, singing the rope through my hands, and uh, that was probably it for me. And. Uh, after that, my first like decent climb, when I took the top out of this little pecker pole fir, 
and I like swung around because I left too much hinge wood. I didn't cut it off. And uh, I just like swung back and forth. That was it. That was it. That's what me. you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for a living. That's awesome. Nah, yeah. That's what you, you can take a good whipper and have a good time. You know, you know you're going to be a tree guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was scared shitless. I won't lie. But um, I was also like exhilarated. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you grew up in a, a family business, too, right? Yeah, uh, my folks have, uh, they've been around for like, I think 15 years, 20 years. Oh, yeah. My mom's actually in the comments right oh, now. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, shout out to my folks for sure. Yeah. They, uh, got me into pretty young. Um, uh, hypothetically, you know, maybe 16. Hypothetically, like, probably not, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, you you probably were 18, but might have been 16. You know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the internet, you can say whatever you want, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Nobody's watching this. <laughs> yeah, there's no repercussions anywhere ever for stuff you say on the internet. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, that, that, was, uh, that was when I started pretty young and uh, – been doing it for like six years still love it you know still have no problems getting up in the morning and getting to it nice nice out there crushing it what what were you guys up to today it was storm damage up in portland and uh had this big Make layer sure. reaching out to the house and it was like the only limb left on it had a bunch of tear outs on it um so charles went up and he took care of the brush on it we uh did a tip tie and a foot tie on that weird wonky limb because it was out over a deck and it was cherry so it was heavy as hell you don't want to like snap cut pieces you don't want to do anything so uh yeah it was some fun rigging i don't know if we got any video of it but uh yeah it was fun nice did did some lot clearing thing for the city of uh lake oswego did you like crank the limb up with the GRCS? Like tip tie lift the whole thing? Uh no, we just like got some gnarly pretension on it and uh there was a rigging point at the top of it. So we were able to swing them out and then the butt tie, you know, kept it from like having that um pendulum back yeah. to the house. Okay. Nice. So, yeah, it was a good time. Sweet. And then we fell some nasty dead funky trees uh felt like 20 of them and uh yeah it was a pretty good day right on i think yesterday was fun though we did a fat fur it was like 56 dbh nice that's a monster it was a and uh yeah there's a good video up on urban arbor care uh instagram page if you guys want to see me taking the top it was a it was a it was a fun one nice nice Lister too, right there. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, good job, man. That, hey, that's what it's about: getting out there and getting it done. I'm, I'm. Is, oh, yeah. your, is your mom still on here? Can she, can she come and join the conversation? <laughs> <laughs> but she's, 
they're out on Triangle Lake. They don't have uh, the best of internet. Oh yeah. Yeah. It says here. It says here. She's she's so proud of you, son. You're a great person, and that she loves you. I wanted to be the one to relay that message to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jamie yeah. actually just made that up. <laughs> yeah, Dakota's mom, you've you've done it right. You you raised somebody that can take down a big old fur and is also a damn good ground guy. Yeah. So that that's something to be proud of right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I appreciate it. Right on. Oh, she says she's right there. Is she uh Yeah, yeah. Can we bring her on? Oh, I don't know. You want to try? Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. Hey, so right next to comment, there's a little button. <laughs> this is fantastic. I'm so wow. happy this is happening. Right yeah, now. no, this is great. There's no, there's no pressure. You can join the video call, basically. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> No, that's a beautiful thing, man. Me and Rob come from a family of arborists, and I had my kids out there all in brush last weekend. That's what this is about. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, I mean, I personally just wanted to keep it, you know, keep up the family legacy sort of thing. I mean, uh, it was my stepdad who got me in. But I consider him as my, my other dad, basically, because, you know, family things <laughs> yeah. oh yeah no hey honestly it was our stepdad that uh brought the tree world into our life as well and you know yeah. absolutely love my dad he listens to the podcast he's one of the five people that does so dad i absolutely <laughs> love you shout out but i got a lot of thanks for my stepdad also for uh for uh getting us into the tree game you know it, we've made a career of it oh nice. we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him yeah big time <laughs> Probably none of it. No, none of us would. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew and Rob's dad slash Dakota's mom. Yeah, making it <laughs> keeping the industry alive. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Uh, so she asked, "How do I join?" So there's the little there's a the little button right next to comment. And I think yeah. we sent a request to uh, to you as well. So I, to be honest, I don't. No technology know. real well, uh, and Jamie, Jamie just Jamie stepped, stepped out. out. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we're lost I without Jamie. Yeah, we're, we're really flying blind here. Yeah. So what 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 kind of aha moments do you have in your uh, experience being an arborist? Like, is there any uh, all time story of what you've done, or just kind of stories that you've heard? What kind of aha moments can you share? Um, shoot. I mean. I haven't had anything really like super extreme that I've thought about or done personally. I mean, probably the biggest thing that I can remember in recent history was uh, Charles and I went up to Portland probably like two months ago. Take care of the broken out hemlock, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a hemlock. And it was uh, busting out at the base. I can't remember how big it was. It was probably like 40 dBH or like 32, something like that. It was like 32 dBH. It was tall, like, you know, at least 80, 130 actually. He just told me. 
So it was a it was a tall sucker, and it was leaned up into another cedar right next to it. And uh, so we basically he went up that rigging in that cedar. We put a line on it with the GRCS, and we were just like on the ground cranking that thing, pulling it up through the canopy of this cedar. And we were there for a solid eight hours of just set up and nice. uh, crank a little bit of cutting. And, uh, you know, we put a face cut in it and started to go through the back. And it was like twisting and doing all sorts of weird stuff. And uh, so we just kept cranking it. And uh, eventually, thankfully, Charles wasn't like cutting at that time. I was kind of just like doing a little bit of cranking. And I started hearing some popping, and this thing started crashing through the canopy of the cedar and all these other neighboring trees. And um, he had taken little bits of the top out of it, you know, just above where it was engaged in this other tree. And um, so this thing started crashing through, and there's a house straight where it was going toward. And we, you know... We knew it wouldn't reach it, but if something crazy happened and another tr- tr- top got knocked out of another tree or limbs went flying, it would have been a bad deal. But this thing came crashing through, and I was able to hold it up, this whole log with the GRCS on a three-quarter inch. I held it for like a solid like three seconds as it was coming down. Nice. And it was. I did not. I wasn't sure how I'd probably only used it like two or three times before that. And this thing held up this whole hemlock. Oh my it was gosh. Like, it was like 8,000 pounds or something like that. Man. <laughs> like a crane pick on a GRCS. <laughs> <laughs> well, gra- granted, I know that, you know, one end was was on the ground, so it, it probably took some of that weight. But the GRCS is, I think, a 2,000 pound. Yep. Uh, max limit really? device, yeah. I thought it was more than that for some reason. Oh, two grand. Yep that that's oh, what working load limit. Is. Yeah, that's the working load limit, which okay. means it can do what ten times that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> At least before it breaks. Yeah, that's awesome to go to. That that is that is that really cool. Awesome. It's amazing when you can turn a tree into a crane. That is an aha moment of like, right. oh my God, you can turn a tree into a crane? <laughs> Are yeah. you serious? <laughs> this is a game changer. Yeah, you gotta love the GRCS. <laughs> What's that? You gotta love the GRCS. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we melted a little bit of plastic on it for sure. That's that's, that plastic is just there for aesthetics. Yeah. It's not that important. I mean, if that's the worst thing that happened during that, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> right on. Dakota, our friend uh, Zach asked what our favorite flavor of chicken dinosaurs are. Uh, I, like, I like the stegosaurus. The stegosaurus. Ste- stegosaurus is a good choice. That's mine too. So it just says favorite flavor of chicken dinosaurs. I'm just going to go with nugget. Nugget? <laughs> I think that's the only flavor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's just like saying all of them. Yeah. Of yeah. Them. Whatever doesn't render you too bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> Toilet rendering. Toilet rendering. I don't, I, don't, I don't mean to call anybody out, but uh, 
Charles mentioned, if Elwood's still here, to call him back. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I got to call him back? Or no, Zach? Charles. He has to call Charles back. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Elwood, call Charles. Yeah. Elwood, if you're still on, join the chat. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. It was awesome to see you guys again. Hopefully I can be on the pod again sometime soon. Oh, dude, anytime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're yeah, you're part of the pod family. You're a pee in the pod. Be in the pod, buddy. Yeah, just keep in touch. Yeah, we'll do. We got one more. All right. All right, see you, Dakota. Later. I don't know how to leave. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. to, uh, to make you leave either. Yeah. <laughs> we can't make you leave, Dakota. You're one of the peas in the pod. Only you can make you leave. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I uh, also have to go. Okay. That, hey. It's that time. Yeah, sorry. Do you know how to leave? I don't. It's on you, though. We're how not do I hang out? out? You know what's so funny is like, so you guys know Adam has like his own tree thing. So on the weekends we do, we do work and stuff. But <laughs> it's like, so I'm sitting in the passenger seat of the truck and he parks it really close to the fence. <laughs> and he did that one time. I was like, can you get out? <laughs> like asking if I was like physically capable of opening the door and like removing my body from the vehicle. But uh-huh. the way he said it, I'm like, <laughs> was it something I said? Yeah. <laughs> so that's a running joke. Yeah. Anyway. So that's your partner to clarify. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. So my partner's like, can park. You get can you get out? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, park the car so close to the fence. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways, on that note. Yeah. Can you get out? Yeah, can you get out? Don't say it like that. Now he says, do you have enough room? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. No, no, we're saying, can you get out? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's the Fair enough. Right on. Well, thanks. Right on. We'll we'll see you later. Thanks again for swinging by. Thanks to all the Instagram views and the pod and the... Watch out for ticks. Oh, yeah, and you crushed it today. I'll, I'll oh. tell the story. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell them about how stressed I was. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. It was fine. Yeah, no, yeah. you're great. <laughs> Bye, Night. guys. Later, later. later. We'll see you later. Happy Friday. Take it easy, but take it. <laughs> take it. Take it easy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Anybody else want to jump on and tell a story? You got a definitive moment. You want to tell us how you got in the industry? Uh, yeah, know. just comment so I can see it here, and then I'll I'll hop over there and bring in. I got an interesting story from the field. I already told it on the last podcast, but that podcast was mysteriously deleted. So Yeah. Okay. It wasn't deleted. It never existed. It never existed. Oh, right, right. It never existed. <laughs> it went into the timey-wimey vortex of... You yeah, know, it was just us talking. Just us talking, yep. It was, a, it was a dry run. It was a practice podcast. There you go. So um, a couple weeks ago, I was doing um, a bunch of large fur removals for um, oak release, um, which in, in Oregon, if you're not from the area... The uh, Douglas firs are kind of invading the uh, normal oak savanna habitat. So Oregon white oak is a normal habitat that uh, surrounds most of the, or is most of the Willamette Valley historically. And then Douglas firs are kind of invading that, and they outcompete the Oregon white oaks because they grow so much faster and so much taller, so they'll just kind of choke out the, the white oaks. So it was both a oak release, which is where you go through and remove these Doug firs, and it's also a fire uh, suppression because they were close to this guy's house, right? So dropping a bunch of large Doug firs, going through and just limbing up all the 
the limbs. He wanted to uh, try to save the logs and then possibly mill them up at a later day, right? So I'm just uh, taking like a, I, I fell them, I limb them all the way up, and then I take like a 10-foot top out of it and then leave the majority of it. These are probably 70 to, no, they're probably like 100 feet foot tall. Yeah, they're probably like 100 foot tall firs. Um, so we do, we're doing all that. Um, when I went out there and gave the bid, I, did, I had my cell phone on me and I checked and I had service. So I was like, okay, this is going to be a, a non-factor. And this is way out in South Eugene, um, way outside of like, you know, normal cell service. So go back out there and do the actual job. And I don't have cell service, like none at all. And like, uh, so I'm, I'm checking my phone. I'm like, oh, I don't have cell service. Okay. Well, I'll just put this back in my pocket. And I'm just not going to think about it because I don't have cell service. Right. So going throughout the day, um, I go to pull my phone out of my pocket. I think I wanted to take a picture of something or another, and I realize my phone's not in my pocket. I'm like, huh, that's that's kind of weird. <laughs> Where did it go? Um, and I, I'm like, oh, well, I'm, maybe I left it in the truck or something. So, you know, continue going about the job. Um, it's really, really hot, so I'm at the end of the day, we're kind of like really exhausted. This was right in the middle of the 90, 100-degree heat, and really exhausted, just ready to have the day over with. So we head back to the car. I, I cannot find it anywhere. We like search everywhere for it. Um, and it doesn't have cell service. So it's not like I can just call it and then find it wherever it right. is. And there is, it is an absolute mess. It's, it's like the job we did over in, um, uh, fall city, fall city. Thank you. Yes. It, it was like that one, only more furs and an even bigger mess. So imagine trying to find a phone in that, um, just a nightmare. And so we're like, okay, we just have to go home. Like I, I'm too tired and I'm too hot to think about this right now. I'm not going to solve this problem. I'm not going to dig through all this brush to find this phone. Right. So we go home and in between bouts of, um, uh, my wife is driving and I'm just like passing out in the, the driver's seat. Cause I'm just hot and tired and exhausted. Right. And like in between these, these bouts of like sleeping and then waking up, I'm like, Oh, I have an alarm set on that phone. I'll just, I'll just go back out in the morning. Right. So this is fortunately, uh, the same weekend as July 4th. Right. And so the fifth we have off. So we go back out on the fifth at four fifty in the fucking morning. <laughs> this this place is like way in the South Hills, and I, I live I don't live in Eugene, so it's it's usually a long commute to go. You're to a half hour from town, uh, right? I'm a half I'm well half hour to forty five minutes. Forty five minutes, yeah. Yeah. So we wake up at like three thirty in the morning to find this fucking phone. <laughs> yeah, new phones cost like five hundred dollars. Oh, this was more like thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. This was <laughs> and I, I literally just got this in February, and I was just I was so pissed. It was a whole thing. I don't even want to talk about it. I just hate cell phone companies. I hate cell phones so. But much. it worked out. It worked out. We were out there, you know, <laughs> four forty in the morning. I'm halfway down the hill. And my wife is up, like, near the, the base of some of the trees, and we kind of, like, spread out to kind of hear it. All of a sudden, hear the alarm. We find it. It was just... No way. Yeah. Oh, I, my God. I was that's ducking. so cool. I think my wife says she knows exactly when it happened. I was ducking underneath uh, one of the trees uh, to, like, go around to the other end to cut some more branches. And yeah. she saw me, like, I don't know if it was if I tripped a little bit or if I, I just bent really low, and that's when she thought it happened. And sure enough, it was right there, and it was just covered by a couple branches, but... Wow. It was such a... That's awesome. Yeah, I hate... You found it. I found it, yeah. I hate how how tied I am to this fucking thing, though. I, I I'm it. sure... So, uh, what you just happened? had, like, a regular... I'm <laughs> sure you just had, like, a regular... Uh, what's your alarm tone, I guess, is what I'm, I want I'm going to play it. Yeah. I'll play my alarm tone. It'd be funnier if it, you had he, some, like, he, weird he song. He told the story about when he found <laughs> his phone. I know, I remember. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, he, he, I was he here. Knows. He knew. He knew exactly what sort of. If he had, a, yeah, I was here for the. You up. It's, it's a really great great story. Hit me, baby, it's a story one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> but the the mess in Falls City you you were talking about. We did a no cleanup job there, and. You know, you and I were both climbing, and Amanda was kind of organizing stuff on the ground, but we made such a big mess. I had a rope bag that got buried in brush, and the brush was probably like four feet deep. Oh. So at the end of the job, I kind of start looking for it, and I was like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I don't need that rope bag. That's your rope bag yeah. now. Not worth it. It's like, this is the ringtone. Okay. Nice. Very spacey. So you're walking through the woods. Walking, walking through the <laughs> woods, trying oh, to wow. listen for this. Some X Files shit. A yeah. UFO X-Files. comes flying overhead. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> All right. So, uh, anybody else uh, uh, trying to get online? No, Dakota's mom says, great to see other women out there. Oh, For heck sure. yeah. There's some badass women in the tree game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always like good energies to have on a crew. Yeah. yeah. Like all of our wives. Yeah, yeah, totally. They, they all they all do tree work. It, it's kind of cool when we when we put together a tree thinking oh, crew. Yeah. It's it's usually half men and half women. Oh yeah, because all of our women are out there hauling brush and and they're keeping you know, right up with us, if not outpacing some of us. Heck yeah, outpacing Andrew for sure. Before oh, <laughs> you know it, it won't even be a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it won't. <laughs> yeah, just normal. Just normal. Yeah, Becca crushed it today. So we're dealing with. Uh, what's it called? The IFPL, like fire danger shutoffs. Are we in three. What's that? Are we in three? Uh, I'm not sure. It's like ten o'clock out where we were. Yeah, ten to one is three. Is level three? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like is it one o'clock if you have all your fire tools with you and? Yeah, you got to shut down at one. You're not if you're at level three, and and this is only in the county. It's not in the yeah. city. Um, if you're at level three, then you can operate from ten to one. Okay. And you're supposed to do a one-hour fire watch after you're done. Mm-hmm. So someone should be on site to be able to watch the uh, scene to see if something sparks up. Yep. And then when uh, four, like extreme, that's just complete shut off. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then there's just no operation. Gotcha. So we were just sh- shutting down at 10, like no more power tools after 10. 10 a.m.? Yeah, 10 a.m. out there. Wow. Yeah, that... Rob's thinking back to, uh, uh-oh, was I out there working? <laughs> you had a look on your face. Yeah, I change. I can yeah. neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. I mean, all everything changes at a, at a pretty fast pace. So, like, the IFPL, it, you know, it, it goes up and down, and then um, you have to, you know, change your operation to suit whatever that means. Yeah. But I will tell you, it's not worth uh, operating, you know, beyond that. Yeah, no. It, it's for a reason. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and the, like, you don't want to start a fire. Yeah. Use your hand saw, get an electric saw, get yeah. a trailer to haul brush. Yeah. Like, you, there's means around, like, people say, oh, I got to work to make money. Well, yeah, you can continue to work. You just can't use a motor. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yep. like, so yeah. we had a two-day project, um, I guess, just out north of town off River Road. And it was some ornamental pruning, some Big, awesome Japanese maples, two of those, a Pacific dogwood, and then a plum, that thundercloud plum that was just falling apart, so we just took a ton of weight off the thing. But And then we had a canopy lift on a good-sized western red cedar and then a 
pretty good sized like triple stem sequoia and we knew all right we're going to shut down at 10 as far as power tools go so we show up the first day and it's like go time let's get the canopy lift done on the sequoia because we need chainsaws for that we get that done go ahead um i think that if you have a permit that's that's the difference you between can keep going to one 10 yep. o'clock yes. so if you don't have a permit you can continue to 10 but if you do have a permit you can operate until one right that yeah. sounds right and yeah. i think that comes with you having water on site all five your- gallon bucket and you got your fire extinguishers and you do a one hour yeah. fire watch yep. isn't there a certain amount of fire extinguishers per like you need a five you pound, have you need a five pound fire extinguisher and you need to have uh, five gallon bucket yeah of water so we we have five gallon buckets of water we got the five pound fire extinguishers we got the whole nine yards yeah 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 so i think we're cool. just we're just like ah, oh, we're good to shut down at 10 we'll get that done and then we can just ornamental prune hang out and do that and stage right. rush for the next day so day two we show up just start chipping right away and then we go do the western red cedar and i think it was supposed to be like a three-hour tree you know we get over there at like eight o'clock but i looked at it and i'm like it's just drop stuff yeah just drop stuff so it's a two-hour tree yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly what i thought so so originally i was gonna go up there but i just like hey does anyone else want this offered mark or becca Nice. And Becca was like, yeah, she'll do it. Nice. You know? nice. So really? I put her on it. It was a time crunch. She's like, a we got to. Yeah, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, nice. We got it. You yeah. could tell she was a little stressed because of the time. Right Once she got Becca. up there and started cutting, she's like, okay, this is a, it's, it's a very brushy tree. Yeah. There was a lot. Was double stemmed Western red. Some work to be done. Yeah. Work <laughs> to be done. And I just kept, you know, the whole time, like, you're doing great. You're doing, you're, you know. You're getting it done. Just let it fall. You're not going to hurt anything. Yeah. You know? nice. awesome. And yeah, she got it done. I think it was like the last saw cut was like 955 or something like that. You wow. Know? Nice. Yeah. Good. I'm glad she challenged herself that way. Yeah. That's awesome. Good job. Yep. Yeah, she crushed it. But it was kind of fun, like, having a time crunch like that. Like, 10 o'clock's the shutoff, so, like. We got that sequoia done the first day and then ran over and just started uh, working on that big thundercloud plum. Like the whole crew just descends on this one, tr- <laughs> like a small nice. tree, just to knock oh, it yeah, out dude. real and quick. And that's fun. I mean, oh, it, that's it, so it can fun. be frustrating yeah. as a pruner because you got five people all pruning one tree and you have an, like an idea of what you want it to look like. Yeah, yeah. But everybody has an idea of what they want it to look like. But if it's like, a shitty thundercloud plum that's already ripped apart. Like, and it's yeah, good it for your ego apart. to do <laughs> jobs like that because you're like, hey, I'm not the end-all sale. Oh, we're, you know, we're yeah. a team. It's you know? just different. Yeah. yeah, totally. You know, when you get, uh, I don't know if I would have cut, you're making yours more thin than mine. And that <laughs> that's why it tests your ego, because you're like, I don't know if I would have done that cut. Maybe or that's not the best not, cut you could have made. It's all going to match. Yeah, yeah. that's you know? true. And that's true. Here's another funny part about that job. So we get all the power tool stuff done, and now it's time to just zen out in some big Japanese maples. So we usually put on some music, like, for ornamental pruning, and I decided to put on, like, lo-fi beats. So, you know, kind of like yeah. really chill hip hop beats. Oh, oh yeah, uh, we just have a Bose speaker. Okay, you know, Bluetooth. Oh, that's awesome. I that's what I put on when I'm writing. A lot of times, I'll get up really early in the morning and I'll write. Yeah, and like it gets me into a real creative mind state. So yeah. I could see doing like pruning, it just like shifting a gear to like this super creative, yeah. chill spot. If I listen to music when I'm doing tree work, that's usually what it is. Just because it's like good background stuff, you can yeah. really focus on what you're doing. Um, 
But it's anyway, a whole other conversation. Yeah, yeah. the <laughs> client, the client where we were we were working for was hilarious. Really cool guy, and he came out at one point, and he's like, "Hey, I'm just throwing it out there. You know, you guys can listen to whatever you want. You don't have to pretend you're on an elevator because <laughs> it does kind of sound like elevator music. Oh, it totally some does. Of the songs. So then. Out came a uh, Biggie and Pac. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Now you're gonna call me out I'm going gangster. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was fun. Nice. Oh, nice. I, uh, going back to those jobs with time limits, like I don't, I hate doing it for every single job, and I've I've worked for companies where every single job is a time crunch because you just have to you know bust out work and then get to the next one as quickly as possible. Fuck everything else, but. Like, doing that every once in a while and just having that, like, huge time crunch and just knowing that you have to do that, like, I love that challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It's so... It's fun. And the company I work for, you know, we're not a, like, you got to get this kind of done. That's not the culture we have there. It's yeah. like, it takes what it takes. Let's be safe. Let's do things proper. Yeah. So it's fun when it is like, all right, let's get it. Let's get A lot of times when I'm bidding... When I'm walking around with the client, I'll write down how long I think it'll take, not what the number is, because a lot of times I'll adjust the number depending on what the tree is or, you know, if there's like some, depending on what I see next, I might change the number of this to match that or, you know what I mean? Play games with it that way. Mm -hmm. And so I'll put the time there and it also helps keep me honest when I'm looking at it later. If I'm thinking like, oh, I could do it for this much, but if it says it's going to take you this long, you think like, well, I could do it this much but this is how long i thought it would take it do i really want to do it right. this much but it it also has the side effect of then when i'm going and doing the work i'm thinking about like okay i said it was going to take two hours can i do this in two hours right and th i think that's a, a it's been a good thing for me working because it's really easy to kind of do those ups and extras mm -hmm. which are good to do i'm not saying don't go extra for people but what it'll do is you'll start thinking like, okay, I bid for three hours on this or two hours on this. And if you get it done real early, you can think like, all right, I'm just going to do some ups and extras. Or if you're, you know, if you bid it for two hours and you're at two and a half hours, you're like, oh, you know, this is where I need to start not doing those ups and extras anymore, you know. Yeah. So it, it gives you another reference point while doing the work. So our buddy from Instagram, we go back and forth all the time. His name is Mike. And I've talked to you about him. He's a uh, works for a line clearance company. Yeah, you know, he's wanted to talk about like kind of the divide between. Well, yeah. and and Mike, if you're still on here, I want to do a line clearance episode. And I've been a good buddy of ours. Uh, Yaniv does line clearance here in Eugene, and I've been talking to him about coming on. And we want it when we do that, we want to have you on. That being said, uh, if you want to jump into this conversation, man, we'd love to talk to you. Whether it's about that or just how your Friday was, yeah. You yeah, should jump on in. If you're feeling it, just comment, and then I'll come pull you in. It's, yeah. it's uh, and there's about a 20, 30 second delay here. So, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see in a second if you're commenting right now. But that, you know, it, it's interesting, the idea of how long it takes to do something. You know, because if, if I'm, like, pruning a little fruit tree, which I know isn't really hard on my body, you know, and it's something, I, it's, like, for a nice old lady, is that the same, like, time-wise, 
to value wise, is that going to be the same as if I'm putting in hard work where I know I'm going to be exhausted at the end of the day, you know? And yep. Because your level of expertise. It, and that's true. Like it, how many years did it take you to get as good as you are right now? That's very true. A fruit tree. That's a really good point. Corey. Yeah. I like that. And you know, the, the first place my mind went when you, you brought that up is, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to start doing something different than I've ever done um, to a certain degree recently or here pretty soon. And that is I'm going to be riding my bicycle a lot more. Nice. nice. Man, you are on a health kick between this eating out of your garden and riding oh, your yeah. bike. Oh, big time. You going to put a chipper on the back of the bicycle? A trailer. A trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's rated for a chipper yet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get you there. But I will I will get a trailer. And uh, <laughs> and it's pretty cool. I'm getting really inspired. I'm getting stoked. It's going to really um, – it's going to be wonderful for me. I, I look forward to it. But um, – it does change my like time management. You know, you're talking about time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, how much how how long does it take to do something? Well, I do a lot of estimates. And how long it takes to get from one estimate to another is kind of a big deal if you're riding a bike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you push it too hard, you're gonna show up at a job all <sighs> just yeah. covered in sweat. Just give me a second, I'll <laughs> <laughs> Well well, I mean I that's an extreme example. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't you know actually be what happens, but but I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I, I got a bike on the way. I ordered one. It's an electric bike, so I have an electric Sweet. assist. And, nice. Oh, nice, nice. And uh, and I'm like going full on. Like I already uh, gave my truck to another uh, employee. You know, and oh, nice. like I've been riding my bike for a week now. Zero zero uh, cars, and I've you know got a new bike coming that should be here in about a week, and that's gonna. Out, way outperform the one that I've got now. So I'm going to build a trailer for it and be able to, you know, go grocery so- shopping or take you, my chainsaws and climbing harnesses with me or whatever I want to do. Do you still have that Sperry bike trailer? Because back in the day, Sperry bought a bike trailer. Unfortunately, it got stolen. Oh, yeah. bummer. Yeah. Man. Along with all the other things that got stolen since then. <laughs> but either way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's not a big deal. We can we can shake that off. Yeah. Uh, I, and in fact, I don't know how much you want me to get into my bike plans and whatnot. I mean, it's I cool. Talk all yeah. that about it if you wanted me to. <laughs> <laughs> but my plan, I'll tell you my plan for the trailer because I've been thinking about it pretty hard lately. Is I want to get like a standard um, toolbox. Like aluminum toolbox that's super lightweight but still tough and you can lock down, like the one on my my green truck, mm-hmm. you know. So probably like a four foot long, uh, maybe eighteen inches by eighteen inches by four feet toolbox, and then just uh, mount a axle on it. Nice. nice. And then nice. build a tongue up above the you know back wheel that connects into my seat post or maybe into the frame by the back wheel. Brilliant. And yeah. then. Uh, and then even put trailer brakes on it. Oh. <laughs> so nice. what I was going to say is shit. you got to understand Rob lives up on a hill. <laughs> yeah. So that means when he's leaving, if he's got a full load, oh, it's yeah. going to be pushing him down the hill. So and I when want... he's coming home, <laughs> yeah. his last little bit is up a hill. Oh, yeah. And so I'll have trailer brakes, 
<laughs> hydraulic, awesome. you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, That'll be sweet. And then uh, be able to hopefully have like, I mean, our last trailer was like a 600 pound capacity. Really? On, oh yeah. On, on the, the for the bike. Oh yeah. It, our, the it was a pretty heavy duty yeah. trailer. Holy shit! It was, it was designed... all built out of steel and stuff. I mean, I want to go next level and be going to like. Yeah. It was Aluminum. designed to haul brush and chainsaws oh, yeah. and climbing gear and the whole nine. So I'm you doing it, man. I, I'm, totally I'm putting my money where my mouth <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, we're I'm we're a little get crazy. A electric bike <laughs> and build a badass trailer. Be able to uh, haul all my uh, you know climbing gear. I'll, if I want to just run errands to grab stuff, I'll be able to put whatever, you know, I want within reason in, in the trailer. And then... Uh, Apparently not a chipper. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I could I yeah. could uh, hack and slash it up, you know? There, there you go. I there could you go. slash it up. <laughs> <laughs> you could get one of those little chippers. Uh, really? You know, oh, that, like yeah. take two-inch branches and just mulch it into your toolbox. Would, would probably work pretty good and if you I totally was doing could a really turn that small into, job. Yeah, you could do that into a trailer, too. I mean, I, I <laughs> was driving my Ford Ranger for a long time. It had the, the step-side short bed, so it was only like a five-foot by three-foot or four-foot bed. And you would be amazed. I did a lot of jobs in that truck, and it went great. So I could probably do comparable <laughs> jobs in... My trailer, if I had a tiny little chipper. Yeah, little fruit trees and stuff. <laughs> to like that ranger. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just tell the trailer them. Trailer brakes are, would be easy. Oh, just yeah. another disc brake, hydraulic, yeah. another oh. brake lever up top. Fully. Oh, cool. yeah. And yeah. it'll make it harder to steal. Because if you've Next got a, a trailer on there that's like a full-on trailer <laughs> and it's locked to it and you've got that super lock on the back rim of your, yeah. you know, the one that's like real easy, it just mounts on the back rim. Uh-huh. You get one of those tra- uh, bike locks and a trailer on the back, no one's going to take it. Yeah, No freaking awesome. way. Good luck, man. I don't care if you know how much it's worth. Get a helicopter or backhoe in there to move that, but that's the only way you're moving it. Yeah. You got a chipper so on I've, there. I've been thinking time. about it, you know, like before I go to bed, I'm like, all right, how are we going to make this work? How are we going to make this work? Yeah. Gonna, I used to be I'm an do it. avid mountain biker <laughs> down in Southern Oregon and we would do trail maintenance and the dude who ran trail maintenance, like they have electric full suspension mountain bikes now that nice. are just dope, like yeah. super yeah. cool. And he would pull trailers up single track trails with chainsaws yeah. and pickaxes wow. and so imagine and that shit. times 10 and that's yeah. what i'm getting yeah dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's yeah. happening man yeah that's yeah awesome. so tcia magazine i'm gonna be your next freaking uh, cover shot <laughs> so there was an <laughs> arborist just rob with a big shit eating grid right on the spot <laughs> oh yeah There's well a- give me give me a little bit I, I you come out every quarter every month or whatever so Give me a little bit, but I'll be there. There's a dude there for the fall issue. Oh yeah, a dude on Instagram, <laughs> Sam Finco. He's from uh, I think Wisconsin, but for a while there, he he kept posting his stories about he got an electric assist bike and a little tiny chipper to pull behind it. Oh, and then yeah. I remember seeing his story whoa. of like, whoa, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and then he kind of just didn't see it anymore. And now he's he's uh. He's he's running a company with big machinery and stuff, but yeah, that well, was he, like he, he gave he went it a shot. I totally yeah. understand. I thought That's it was totally so cool. cool. I think yeah, it's yeah. fucking awesome. And you know what? And he's got. I got his back. Shout out to him, even if it didn't work <laughs> out long term. Dude, you tried it, and he that's more it. than ninety nine percent of people. And I believe yeah. I have the answer to his problems. I really do. I think that it is having the highest technology possible with the bikes that we have today, and I think it's having extra batteries. Yeah. 
Yeah. Those two things will make it to where it most likely will work for me. And trailer brakes. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean. Yeah. Our friend Sean just said that sounds rad. Just make a small log hauler trailer. Pull those select mill chunks home with you. <laughs> 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 no, I, I've, got a, I've got a log hauler and I could probably, if I really wanted to, Make it to where I could hook it up to my bike. Hell yeah, dude. I'm, yeah. I'm stoked for you, Rob. I can't yeah. wait to see what you come up with. 15-foot log dragging behind you. I mean, depending on the diameter, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and he, he just mentioned he rode Scott's e-bike. I think we've all... I mean, I've taken a turn on that thing. It's so impressive. Yeah, that's and that's right. what you're getting. Have you rode Scott's? I have not rode Scott's, but I can tell you that I'm getting the most state-of-the-art, the best <laughs> fucking bike. Sweet. Like, literally... There aren't any better. Yeah. Sounds tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's bike was just this conversion kit. I think yeah. you just yeah. mounted onto the frame and yeah, yeah. it assists so as you pedal. That, even yeah. that. And that's what I've been riding for the w- last awesome. week. For the last week, I've been riding a loaner bike that they gave me. Uh, you know, because I went to the bike store, found the one I wanted. I was like, okay, cool. They said it's going to be a couple weeks before we can get it here. I said, no problem. But I really would like it if you could you know, loan me a bike. Right. They said, okay, sweet. So they gave me a loaner and I've been riding that for the last week. It's an amazing bike. Even, even, uh, just that would probably do fine for bids. I would imagine that it would have a hard time with pulling a trailer, but my new, the new one that I'm getting, I, yeah, it's on. Yeah. I've been it's on. Think about bikes. My my bike at home right now is it's a full suspension mountain bike, and it's kind of like it's an enduro bike, so it's right on the cusp of just being a full on downhill bike, but it can still pedal okay. But mm-hmm. I haven't like gone since I've moved to Eugene. Like I just oh, it yeah. just sits there. So I've kind of been thinking of getting something a little more versatile, like a a hardtail mountain bike. That way I can still cruise around the city, and if I want to go hit the trails, it would still. That's basically what okay. this is. It's got a super nice rock shock in the front. Yeah. You know, so it's got a lot of, like, 120 millimeters of travel yep. in the front. Yeah. But then it's a hard tail in the back. But then I got the uh, suspension seat. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. So I got the suspension seat yeah. post with the hard tail so that it's more efficient, but the really good shocks in the front. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, it's a Sentinel 2.0. It's basically what the Los Angeles Police Department... Um, made for their police cruisers oh yeah huh. and you know they <laughs> yeah they, they, they <laughs> they're gonna do whatever they can to catch you yeah <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> there's some jokes there. but either way cool. that it, it's been designed for like an urban bike to be able to do a lot of things sweet and i'm yeah. really really excited every night i go to sleep i'm just like oh my god i can't wait to like get this bike yeah. <laughs> oh dude we're gonna. You're gonna have to bring it. Well, you're gonna bring oh, it yeah. here. When oh. I can't wait to ride it. I've already rode like 200 miles in the last week. Sweet, yeah, man. you know, nice. and my legs are feeling it. I'm stretching. I'm fucking eating lunch on bike paths. <laughs> I mean, it's great. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Oh, uh, speaking of projects, uh, this Tuesday I'm gonna take the chipper over to Joel's shop. No way. And we're gonna rip, oh! we're gonna rip the engine off of it. Hell yeah. We're gonna rip the gas tank off happen. of it. Yep, and we're it's gonna, gonna happen. electric chipper. Oh we're gonna build God. an electric chipper. It's a Vermeer 935. Oh my god! <laughs> a lot of people would think that that you're crazy because this is like the arguably one of the best disc chippers ever made. Yeah. 
You know, so and I'm going to put an electric chipper, engine on it. <laughs> so he's modifying and changing one of the best designed chippers in history to be an electric chipper. Okay. That That'd is awesome. freaking cool. Yeah, I can't. Well, we're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I got one too. Yeah, you got one too. We've we've got we've got two matching like broke down old chippers. Oh, yeah. Frank and chippers, thousands of hours feeding. Yep, and, and they just couldn't eat enough. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna bring them back to life, give them a little shot of electricity, and just start shoving brush through them again. Oh, I can't wait. Cool. I just right. saw. Yeah, Urban Arbicure says go electric. Um, Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah, electric. We'll we'll all have the electric man. saws. I'm, I'm gonna do it. So so I'm uh, Joel. My buddy's a mechanic, right? And I. And I, he had a bunch of tree work, and so I, me and him have been buddies since high school. So he was like, oh, what do, you, what do I owe you? And I was like, ah, just help me take apart the chipper, and we're good, you know. But so we were talking electric chippers and electric stuff, and he's, uh, he's uh, telling me about how they're making uh, Tesla conversions for V8s. Whoa. To put Tesla oh, yeah. engines into your V8. So oh, yeah. I'll have my electric chipper. I'll have my electric saws. So all I get got to do is get that Tesla conversion for my old '77 oh, Ford man. truck, oh, and then it'll be all electric, I'm baby. You, it's gonna happen faster than people think. Mark my words: in five years from now, oh my gosh, I wish I could just like take a timestamp and revisit this podcast five years from now. It probably wouldn't be that hard, but either way, <laughs> it, it won't be that hard. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of things are gonna change with the uh, the way that industry operates the way that people get power you know electricity the way that it already has i mean it's on man it, the the wave is already cresting it just whether or not you want to fucking take that wave yeah do you want to be on you want to jump on that wave or not man yeah yeah you know it, it's starting we're our, i mean we all have electrics well do you have an electric saw no. Yeah, but you will soon. Yeah. Yeah. Borrow mine anytime. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. And, and you use yeah, you can borrow any of ours. And you've used plenty of electric yeah. saws. There's right? two. There's yeah, two yeah. of them, Mr. Chainsaw, right now. Yeah, we're all big fans of the electric the, saws. The 540 highs. Two of them, for sale. Looked like it. Yeah. Oh man. And there was well, one. There was one I'll on the shelf. You better hurry yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> and the technology's I got just started. You'll be on your bike. I'll, I'll get there. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, that that's awesome. Yep. Yeah, I want to say real quick, we got uh, Anadi of Tree Care India just joined us. I don't know if Tree you guys Care know India, nice. sweet, yeah. So Anadi, I'm a big fan of your guys's page and all the stuff you guys do. If you want to come on and uh, please say do. what's up, um, go ahead and comment, and I'll I'll bring you in. I think it just to the right, like there's a button just to the right of the yeah. But I won't be able thing. to see it over there. Yeah, our camera is a little far away, so Jamie's watching a different feed. So just uh, give a thumbs up, and he'll go uh, bring you in. And uh, a legend, educated climber. Oh, he's on here. Patrick, right? Yeah, Patrick. Yeah. Uh, Pat, Patrick's one of those podcasts. I've watched tons of his. Uh, you know, it, he's just, for, for a long time, talked about doing tree work the right way and talked about mentorship and I've learned a lot of tricks from that guy watching He's his Instagram. Taught and so many people. Yep. So uh, shout out, Patrick. If you want to come on uh, anytime, brother, just uh, say that you want to be on uh, request, and we'll bring you in. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, and there's again there's like a 20, 30 second <laughs> lag between us talking and you being able yeah. to do that. So uh, if it's it. taking a second, yeah. 
But yeah, no, the uh, the electric game is just taking off. I was talking to Paul over at Mr. Chainsaw, and he was talking about how, like with the blowers, you have like a pack that you put multiple batteries in. I saw that. And saw then, that and then you, you know, so you can get the juice from all those batteries to have a professional grade blower. It's only a matter of time till you have little things you can mount on your harness. And so you can put a few batteries on your harness, and you can just use that saw for hours and get that much more yeah, power from it. Yeah, you're not holding it, it up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, then the all, weights on your on hip. hip. I mean, Ooh. yeah, that, it's like futures now. What are the? How much does the one fifties weigh? Like three pounds. Uh, they're still one fifties. You guys know how much they weigh? I'm not sure, but there's an electric saw right next to you over there. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that doesn't have a battery. Well, in I'm it. just wondering, you know, like in comparison to. Oh, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What the lightest, what the, most powerful saw today oh, It's is. not even yeah. comparable without a battery in it. If, you, yeah. if you're if you having a batteries on your hips and then there's a cord, you got yeah. a lanyard that connects the power. Like, and that'd and be, the pruners. It's just like the grape, the grape you know, industry uses those power pruners. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's right. a couple grand to buy a pair. But Hornaday uses them. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, he, oh, he, he preaches them. them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those... It, it's interesting. I wonder where the industry will be going in like 15, 20 years from now. My hope is that the Ronin electrical ascender gets down to like this big. It'll be the size of like a Grigory. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll just me. And, 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 and gets not, ha- you, you need to set your sights, your sights a little higher. Oh, this is like <laughs> hover near future. Yeah. Uh, hover boots. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for a jetpack. And like I still want a job. So, no, no, no. This yeah, is, that's true. That's true. This is what I picture. <laughs> when drone power gets so powerful that you can have a drone hover above the tree and you can be tied into that drone. So you can have the perfect pick to climb through that hole, and it'll just sit there hovering. And you, you'll ha- with your phone, you'll be able to move it ten feet to the right or ten feet to the left, and it'll just be this mobile pick over the tree. You'll have a drone for you, and then you'll have a drone for rigging, like a crane drone. Yeah, just, just, I, drones I still, just picking pieces off and flying <laughs> them to the chipper. I don't it know. sounds crazy, but it, yeah. I mean the technology is already there. You, I don't know what kind of you know stuff you guys watch after work and the research you guys do, but <laughs> I wouldn't call it uh, research. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, what I what I watch well, after work is yeah. definitely not research. Well, I, yeah, I, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> but basically, things are progressing so fast; it's hard to keep up with and. Um, I believe that, I mean, this is really stretching out there and I don't care. I'll, I'll get a little, yeah, let's there. get crazy. Let's, let's do it. We're an I, hour and I 50 believe, minutes. In. I believe that with the, um, the way that things are advancing in regards to, um, just the medical world, you know, and, and advancements in, in medicine and the, um, you know, biochemistry and biodevelopment with uh, Neuralink and, like, these crazy different um, inventions or things that people very likely will have on the market to be able to expand their um, way of... Like biohacks? Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah. No. Are are you talking about the uh, tree-thinking monkey tail? Because no. we're already working on it, surgically implanting a monkey tail to help you climb around the canopy. No, no, this, <laughs> not at all. Not we're all. we're not really working on that. No. <laughs> no, what I what I'm talking about is um, the ability to communicate mm-hmm. and understand, and 
That's the missing link between arborists and trees that I see right now is the ability to communicate and understand. Oh. And that's what, like, the leading scientists these days are working on is, like, let's hook up this fucking machine to this trunk and see what this tree needs. So oh. yeah, cool. Right Commu- on. Communicating with the trees you know, through cool. the like, yeah. through the, the mycelium the network. Th- you know what the tree needs. Man, you know it's like okay, when the arborist can actually communicate with the tree and see what it wants and needs is what I'm really interested about. That well, that is a totally different level, and that will be through the mycelium network. Because that's how trees I communicate mean, with each other. There might be multiple ways. You, you know what? Fair you enough. Know, who knows, man? But that's how <laughs> that's how trees tell other trees what kind of resources yeah. they need. So, and what. so I'm looking forward to when they can tell me yeah. right, what kind of resources they Yeah, they're, releasing, they're they releasing this stress hormone or this chemical, so that yeah. means X, Y, or Z. Bam. That's... I'll hook you up. Game changer. I'm your doctor, bro. <laughs> yeah. So when trees have doctors, you know, not just caregivers, right? Like when they're dying or something, right? But right. doctors to help them flourish and become the best tree they can be. Hey, I'll, hey. I'll run some tests this weekend. I got an Ethernet cable at home. I'll put one end in my mouth and the other in the ground. It's gonna happen, man. I guarantee you. I guarantee. Well, I don't guarantee you because we could all die from nuclear war tomorrow. But the the thing is. If things continue to advance in the way that they have in research and science and all those things all align, then maybe someday an arborist will be able to communicate with a tree on a different level where you see like eye to eye or more peer to peer. Trees will be plugged into the World Wide Web. I don't know. (laughs) Just be an app you download. Yeah, It could just be a dream. You know, I mean, it's like. I don't know. Dakota says just implant a Senna into his head. (laughs) (laughs) Just get it over with. No, it's not a Senna. It's a Neuralink. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Neuralink, bro. (laughs) Are you sure it's not a Leaf Link? Because we're talking about trees. I don't know. The the way things are advancing, I mean, it's all happening so fast. It's like a blink of an eye. Just in the last 10 minutes, how many advancements do you think have been made in this world? You know, it's like, and in comparison to that, how many were made a hundred years ago? Yeah, right. You'd have, you know, it's like you'd have one advancement. Let's every be decade. real. Yeah. Hey, who who knows where the future's going? It's gonna happen fast, man. I'm telling you. No, no, it's happening fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll all be on electric bikes with. With uh, log trailers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I know I'm going to be. I'm so stoked for that. <laughs> we'll have a drone or our crane. Drone I'm going to have electric chainsaw. I, they know the only thing I got to carry is bar oil. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And bicycle lube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably just pour bar, bar oil on yeah, your yeah. chain. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 But, well, yeah. We Bio can, friendly we bar oil. works for Bio both for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if, if you're a little low on one, you could. You could use it for the other, I'm sure. Steal from the other. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think we're getting to a good place to wrap up this episode. Uh, I don't nice. know. Anybody have any other stories they want to tell? Or I don't any? know, but I'm I'm about five beers deep. So. <laughs> this is what happens <laughs> we'll when see. Rob starts we'll riding see. his bike. <laughs> what kind of ideas I have next time? <laughs> All right. All right. Five beers deep. What's your final thoughts, bro? Um. Oh, I look forward to my bike ride home. Oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> um I'm just stoked people are on here hanging out with us and 
sorry if there was technical difficulties, but thanks for sticking it out and interacting. This is cool to be able to like read the comments, talk to you guys, bring you guys in. We're going to try to really iron this out to hopefully make it better and uh, keep doing this. Cause like we've always said, we're just trying to build a community and this is sick to be able to just like talk to everyone, you know? Yeah. So that's my final thought. Thanks for sticking through and hopefully it just gets better. Hell yeah. It will. Uh, ticks suck both metaphorically and literally. <laughs> that's my final thought. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kind of going along with what Jamie said, man, this is, this feels kind of like, uh, what we were dreaming about is having a uh, spot where we could kind of talk and pull people in and, you know, hopefully, uh, you guys will keep checking us out on as we go live and, uh, by all means, what we want is people coming in and being part of the conversation. So, uh, so yeah, one, if you have anything you want to talk about, hit us up in the social media, tell us, and we'll set up an episode around it. If, you know, if someone comes with an awesome idea, that's what we love. And then, uh, we look forward to talking to people about whatever's on your mind, you know, and, uh, I guess with that, stay safe and watch out because the future's coming fast. (laughs) 